from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by three guests, uh, two students at Cass Tech High School and one member of the faculty. Thank you all for joining us this week, and uh, we'll uh, let the audience learn a little bit about what Cast Tech is. And I, I heard at least one of you's uh, participated in Cyber Patriot, maybe both of you? Yeah, both, both of you. So there we go. So we'll be talking about Cyber Patriot. If you have not listened to Cyber Talk Radio before, uh, we've had on a number of different uh, guests from the Cyber Texas Foundation and uh, others involved in Cyber Patriot. You can listen to our rebroadcasts on uh, iTunes podcasts or any of your favorite podcasting apps, as well as on our website or YouTube channel. Uh, that website is www.cybertalkradio.com. So we'd like to have you uh, each go ahead and introduce yourself. So go ahead first, uh, Jason. Hi, I'm Jason. I'm a ninth grader at the inaugural class of Castec High School. Um, I am an advocate of Cyber Patriot. I love what they do. I love what I do with them. Um, I study computer science mainly right now. Business, eh, it's a little good, but computer science is where everything's at. Um, the, uh, we have our teacher here with us, uh, Dr. Don Davis. Um, a little bit about me. That's about it. Yeah, so my name is Andrea. I am from Mexico, and I've been here like two years. And a couple, a couple months ago, I found out about all these cybersecurity things, and it was just pretty cool and amazing, so I decided to come to Cast Tech. Um, right now, I'm in ninth grade, just like everyone else in the inaugural class. Yeah. And Don. Howdy. I'm Don Davis. I'm excited to be here. I love it being part of Cast Tech. It's cutting-edge school. Uh, we're a partner with UTSA and lots of awesome industry partners like Jungle Disk, so it's the best place and the best students to work with. Yeah. So if you wanted to learn more about Cast Tech overall from an administrative or faculty perspective, uh, we had uh, Melissa Akala, who's the principal of Cast Tech, on. Um, and that one's uh, up on our, our website and uh, or on the podcasts as well. Uh, if you're listening to this live on 1200 WAI, uh, you will uh, be able to listen to this in full on Tuesday, March 6th. And if you are listening to us on our podcast, thank you. And uh, send a message to us on Twitter uh, or Facebook. Say hi. Uh, let us know what you like about the program and uh, what we can do to uh, get you listening more often. Uh, you guys have mentioned CAST is a, a new school. So high school you and then you didn't just get assigned to cast it's not like you lived in this neighborhood and then all of a sudden you're like my high school's cast tech this is what it is so what made you decide to apply and to to uh, see if you could go to cast tech uh they said they were different um like it's not your traditional high school where you go through your eight classes and a desk and like a student room and all that Nah, it's way different we have like multiple like select teachers that actually like know their craft which is like teaching like computer science like he's been teaching computer science forever our digital art teacher she's been doing a great job um our business teacher he's been teaching business and he has like multiple businesses from this past so like they know what they're doing rather than like a past school yeah so the reason i was here is because i am here it's because um my dad was kind of related into all this stuff he he used to have a business and it was actually based on cybersecurity. And so I, I really liked what he used to have and I would like to have something like that. So as a freshman, I understand y'all are taking physics. Yeah, that is crazy. It's an 11th grade course. Yeah. So that, that didn't scare you away though? Nah. No. 
No. Take more than that. Yeah, it'll take more than that. It's good. <laughs> so this is uh, I like the the can do attitude. So going through in school here. So your school right now is only freshmen. So your school is I have the conversation with your principal as well. It's a, it's a startup and a school all at the same time. Like as startups are, your goal is to kind of grow and double every year in size. And you guys are going to double next fall. There'll be a class of freshmen, and then they'll be all as the the sophomores on campus uh, next year. Um, as, as you uh, kind of think through finishing up this year and think about uh, the school doubling in size next year, what gets you excited about that? Um, just the new people there. Um, we we get to teach them, and, and we get to learn a lot from them, too, just by helping them out. Yeah. Uh, the different mindsets of people that come in. Like, at the beginning, everyone had the, I'm going to be a hacker, I'm going to be the best video game designer. But then towards the end, everyone's like, you know what? Maybe I should, like, focus on JavaScript before I think about making Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, everyone starts getting <laughs> focused throughout the some time. They yeah. they know what they want and more specific. So do you do you have a favorite programming language at this point? Uh, I've only learned like a little bit of JavaScript. A little like bit of Java. JavaScript. Yeah. yeah, both. Both of you, yeah. I have a great teacher. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. I like that you guys are teaching JavaScript, by the way, as well. So, uh, Dr. Davis, uh, good on you for getting them into a, a language that is both, I think, easy to learn and useful. We're using processing a lot too now uh, during class time. That's like the beginner. It's for beginners learning it's JavaScript. Java based. Yeah, Java based. And then as you guys are are going through, so uh, you did you know about Cyber Patriot before you went to Cast Tech, or is that something you found out that it existed no at Cast Tech? I would have never known if it wasn't because of Cast Tech. Okay. No clue. Yeah, so it wasn't you. You were you weren't on a Cyber Patriot team in middle school because there's some of the middle schools in San Antonio that have Cyber Patriot programs. That is that is insane because like sometimes I'll give like a tour of the school to like students that like want to come next year. Yeah. And one of them was like, "Yeah, I've been, I'm in uh, eighth grade right now, and I've been doing it since about sixth grade year. I've been in Cyber Patriot." And I was like, "Wow, this kid's yeah, it's, crazy." It's very important to start from middle school because that's when you start noticing what you want to do, and yeah. then in high school you can start focusing. Oh, it's it's interesting to see. So, parents, if you're listening out there. And your your schools that uh, your kids are going to are spending all their money on their football team. They should be spending some money on the Cyber Patriot team as well. So uh, this is uh, team sports for cybersecurity. We have uh, a Cyber Patriot pep rally. I yeah. like it. Yeah. We're, we're like the football team. True oh, yeah. story. Yeah, we don't have a football team. At, we have our Cyber Patriot team. We celebrate them, have a pep rally. We buy them pizza. And what <laughs> Andrea was saying is 110% true. If you look at the research, uh, what students decide to do in their middle school years is most predictive of what they do later. So, yeah, if and you it, want your kids to earn money, make sure they're in Cyber Patriot. And it's, like, really bad because, like, I came from, like, an, um, like a middle school that, like, that, like, had nothing to do with career. Like, it was, the point of it was to get you to go to high school. Like, it wasn't, like, career focused. It was, like, dude, you need to graduate. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, I mean, like, if I would have had someone that, like, said, hey, there's got a computer science pathway. Hey, there's, like, look at, like, art. Like, do something with your life instead of just, like, hey, you need to do this course because you need to go to high school. Yeah. Like, no one ever thought about what's going to go on behind a high school door. It's just um, we get exposed a lot in this school. Like, right now we're in here. Or we get a lot of speakers. We get um, tours around places. We get sh- job shadowing. And so I that's that's a great thing about Castag. We get exposed a lot more than any other high school. Yeah, and not scary though. So, like, uh, were you on the job shadow day? Did you go out for to um, USAA or down here to Geekdom or to one of these locations uh, a couple of weeks ago? Now we both came in here 
Yeah, we we had a tour around this place. And so is it intimidating to go out on these job shadowing days or is it exciting? What's how are you feeling when you're you're getting ready to go on one of those? At the beginning it's kind of both. It's exciting but intimidating and then you start getting confidence. You start seeing that everyone's just like you. They're kind of geek and they're just adults. It's future you. So you get that confidence. Yeah. Whenever like I see like someone like say I see like James or I see you, I see myself doing what they can do. And if I can see myself doing what they can do, I'll feel passionate and I'll like every time like I fail or like I do something wrong or like I get an error or something comes up, I just think of like that moment, like, hey, look at that dude. Like get that moment. Yeah, we've all written bad code. <laughs> we will all write more bad code. Um the goal is not to write bad code, but sometimes it just doesn't end up working the way you want it to work. Uh, then the good news with software is you can make another copy and quickly change and try again. Uh, Woodshop, which y'all probably don't have anymore. We had back in school. If you, you're working on something in Woodshop and you mess up, to you have to start over. You have to go get another block of wood and start over. It's a lot more complicated than it was with, with source code. We have Makerspace too, so like you can enjoy like whatever you're into. Like yeah. You can do like you can do Woodshop in there. You can build a duct tape wallet. Do whatever you want to do in there. Yeah, we started with Makerspace a couple months ago. It's still new. And uh, we also, we we're trying to have the mouse squat that would just help out with any any problems that they have in computers. If there's a problem, they, they'll just got some, they'll call someone for mouse squat. Yeah, I like that idea. So you're on help desk. We do that here. So at, at uh, my company, there's no uh, IT support help desk. Everyone is their, their own IT <laughs> team. Um, yeah, we even allow, like, folks get to buy their own computers. They get to pick whatever they want here uh, at the office. So uh, no one can complain that, as the boss, I picked a bad <laughs> computer for them. Pick your own. Yeah, you get to choose your own. And if you don't like it, it's on you. Um, and so as as you guys are, are going through learning uh, all the stuff this year, so you're you're doing physics, you're doing some business classes as well. Principles of business. Principles of business. Um, so as you, you go back and forth between a technology class and a business class and maybe just a, a, a regular science class like physics, um, are it at CAST, are they involving technology across all three of those? Or is physics, are you just doing physics problems, mechanics um, on, on paper, or are you using computers in all um, of your different classes? All right, this is an example. I think it was like two, three weeks ago we did a Nearpod. Nearpod is, everyone has a Chromebook, right, at our school. So, like, you have your Chromebook, and then the teacher makes a Nearpod, which is, like, a slide. Like, it's like a Google Slides, but interactive with the students. So, like, uh, we did one, which was, um, would it show me a picture of force equals mass times acceleration using a ball? And then you could draw it on the Chromebook using the touchscreen, and then he uh, he grades it on the on his, like, phone or on his tablet, stuff like that. Have yeah, you done anything like that in computer science? Yeah, in, in processing, we've been using a lot of equations for, for physics just to get started. Like return um, force, stuff like that. Yeah, or we have actually technology pretty much everywhere. Um, things like PE, we just, we use a lot of social media in there. We exercise and we post things, and that exposes us to a lot of other stuff. We're probably the only PE class in the whole country <laughs> that has us Chromebooks and iPads in a PE class. Yeah. That is insane. No, but it's, so it's it's interesting where you have technology threaded all the way across your 
whole school day. And that's the way it is for us out in the working environment now. Um, it's not that if I'm working on business metrics for the company, I'm doing that on a computer. I'm not like getting out a slide rule or a pocket <laughs> calculator anymore either. Like my computer has all the stuff built into it. If I'm working on building new software for our customers, I'm obviously doing that on a computer. If we're working on a marketing campaign, we're doing that on a computer. Like even if we're going to print up a physical piece of collateral, it's still going to it's going to start and get designed on a computer. So technologies across uh, everywhere um, inside of, of business these days. So it's great to hear. You guys are getting exposed to technology across everything in all of your different courses in school as well. Um, we actually combine everything with digital art too. Like there's Spanish things we've done and we just create our coloring books. So technology is not just the computer science part. We use a lot of digital art stuff in every other class. Yeah, so you, you mentioned the coloring books. So this is one of the other things that I've heard about CAST and, uh, and been involved with with it is that you guys do projects that actually go out into the real world even as freshmen yeah we don't do like useless school projects that like don't help anyone except for your brain yeah or <laughs> or, or your parents oh yeah feeling good about that oh, they yeah. can do freshman work <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put, put my poster on the wall mom yeah yeah we like to do pbl stuff um so this year with the coloring books we we got to help people from the the hospital yeah, the, the children's the, hospital the down at sonia rosa they got a child life specialist group it's like a group of 20. Uh, there's like one guy, I think. But they're like great people. So like me and Andrea went down there with our digital art teacher one morning. And we uh, had like a sit down with a couple of them. Or, or no, it was the main one. And she was like, okay, this is um, this is what we have a problem with. Like um, we have a hard time like calming kids down and stuff. Because like they're crying because they're in pain and stuff. So like through art therapy, through a coloring book, um, it just like calms the kid. Yeah, and we get to know a lot about what people need, like Hispanic people. Um, they don't usually get the books that they need. They there's everything in English, but it's kind of hard to find to find something for them. So you you start seeing what people need, and you can you can start preparing yourself to help them out in the future. Yeah, and I, I like as a, a freshman, you just said PBL, like you've been teaching for years, <laughs> and. Uh, and, and uh, so that's project-based learning for the folks that are not in the education community or apparently not freshmen at Cast Tech. But if you're a freshman at Cast Tech, you know what project-based learning is. And this is, it's not the way that we did projects, or at least I did as a kid, where you would learn all these abstract concepts and you would wonder why you're learning them. And then at the end of the quarter or the semester, your teacher would go, and now that you've learned all these things, and, and you're thinking in the back of your head, <laughs> I haven't actually learned all of those. Um, that you're going to have to put this project to put it together, and now you're going back through all of the the requirements for that last quarter or that last semester, trying to figure out what they were, so you can actually get the project done. Um, yeah, it's a, a not as good of a way to learn as getting assigned a project, just like we do out at work. Like we are going to do a uh, marketing campaign, and let's say that we were going to send a direct mail marketing campaign to doctors in San Antonio, like. The, the team that's going to do that, even if they've done it before, they're going to do some things different this time. They're going to incorporate some new ideas and new skills and new things they're going to have to go learn. So, And they're going to go out and talk with uh, potential customers. So they might go find a doctor, go interview them, find out what would we need to send you in order to have you open it and have you call us back and have you consider our technology. So uh, just the way you went out and talked to the, the folks at the 
uh, children's hospital there to learn what do they need to help the the patients and the families that are visiting them uh, improve their day. And you guys came up with a solution for that and uh, shipped those coloring books over. I think if you go look at the uh, Cast Tech Twitter feed, you'll be able to see some information about those coloring books. Um, so you can check out Cast Tech High School on Twitter. We're uh, releasing a digital PDF copy on the SEIZ website that will soon be out. Okay. So we'll uh, be able to look that up there as well. And uh, if you come check out the uh, blog post for CyberTalk Radio, we'll get a link to that coloring book into the blog post as well. If you're just joining us now, uh, you're listening to 1200 WAI. This is CyberTalk Radio. Uh, and I'm joined this week by a couple of students and uh, one of the members of the faculty from... Cast Tech High School, uh, an innovative uh, computer science and uh, business and entrepreneurship focused high school in San Antonio. Um, it's in downtown, uh, part of SAISD, and uh, it's uh, this year a startup with uh, 150 or so freshmen, and they're going to double the size of the school next year. Um, and Don, does that mean they're also going to double the size of your department? Yes, actually. So double the size of the department. Uh, I th I find that kind of exciting and interesting the way you put it. I was just thinking of that. So we will be doubling faculty total, but I'm the computer science teacher, but I'm also the cybersecurity teacher. So we'll be doing principles of information technology, a cybersecurity class, and then we'll continue the computer science class. But what's interesting about that is digital media. We want to actually pay attention to what the industry needs. So we say computer science focus. There are a lot of schools in San Antonio that offer computer science, but we're really gearing towards what the IT industry here in San Antonio needs. So for we were one of the first official Red Hat partners in Texas. So we want to get our students Red Hat certified. And so the people we're looking at adding, we're looking at adding not just an animation teacher, but an animation teacher who understands how to incorporate that in UI and UX and who knows networking. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited for two more computer science teachers. Yeah. So if you were thinking about uh, teaching at a new high school next year, changing high schools, uh, you may be able to go on the SAISD website and see some jobs posted there right now. Um, if you're listening to this long after in the future on our podcast replay, because once things go on the Internet, they live there forever, um, you may have missed your chance to interview uh, and become part of that uh, second-year faculty. But um, the school is going to continue to grow and uh, continue to add faculty for a few more years. Uh, I do get the feeling, though, is uh, after the school fills up and you've, you've got a full four years of, of kids on campus and you've got a full faculty um, I think the turnover is going to be pretty low on that faculty side. So if you'd like to be part of that Cast Tech faculty, uh, now is your uh, time to uh, jump on the opportunity and get involved. As we are a cybersecurity radio program here, uh, and this was your, your first seasons for both of you in Cyber Patriot, were you on the same team? Because Cast Tech, I heard, feel, had a few teams you, you fielded. Yeah, so we have, we're both team leaders and um, I'm the team leader for my Cyber Patriot team, and we're all girls. Um, their team, it's the one that has the most people, and we both learned a lot of things from there with the virtual machines and just experimenting a little. Yeah, so I have, um, so it's my team with Kevin Castellano, um, the friend Potter, um, Luke. Luke, Luke Anderson, and um, Rosario, I think that's his name. <laughs> Daniel Rosario. Yeah, Daniel Rosario. Yeah, him. He's like we have a he's a Googler. He like Google stuff for us and stuff. And then we're like in the dark in the corner, you know, like it's like here and we're just like touch us, you know, get a little mad. But yeah, we just like work in there. Um 
we do i do windows 10 windows 7 um i don't do windows server um kevin he'll do like ubuntu 14 and then uh if we have another one um potter or luke will take care of it and um we honestly we like all talk to each other at the same time though so like say we're all stuck for like 20 minutes straight well we have a plan that like we'll switch around we'll say all right here switch windows server windows 7 ubuntu windows 10 just to like get a fresh mindset that's good. So for, for kids that are thinking about Cyber Patriot, what did you uh, learn in the, the first season that you would recommend uh, for for kids? If you could go back now and save yourself uh, these lessons learned, what would you tell you at the start of the season? I think it would be asking questions because at the beginning, I really understand what was going on and I wasted a lot of time. Um, so if I had asked ask questions since the beginning, it, it would have helped a lot and just improving things in in my own computer, uh, Windows things, uh, downloading a virtual machine, Ubuntu, just experimenting a little bit more. For me, it'd be networking. Yeah. Like, um, I focus too much on the actual uh, operating system than I did on networking. So like right now we're in like off season. So like we have um, a partnership with, uh, her name's Kimmy. She like comes in and she's like a professional networker. She used to be with the military and stuff. I just learned so much about her yesterday, it was so cool. Um, but she comes in and she helps us out with networking. She's crazy smart in it. But like we get a lot of information from her. So like that's just like Cisco Packet Tracer and stuff. Yeah. I focus that. So learning that uh, there's because there's different uh, things you have to know to accomplish all the objectives in Cyber Patriot. Got to be diverse. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah, asking questions is an important one. Uh, we should always be asking questions all the time. And uh, also never be afraid for those other kids out here listening. Never be afraid to say you don't know how to do something. Um, even when I run my business now uh, and I've been doing this stuff for 20 years, there's stuff I don't know how to do every single day. Fail, 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 and then fail again. And then you'll fail 20 times and then you'll get one success. But that one success will feel like you just got on top of Mount Everest and it's the best feeling in the world whenever you succeed after multiple failures. Yeah. And, and that's the, the beauty I think with the computers is failing is free. Um, like it just costs some clock cycles maybe it costs a little bit of electricity but not really that much so yeah you you get a chance to try things over and over and over again um until you you figure out the right way to do things and once with software as well once you figured out the right way you can just hit a button and it'll keep doing that over and over and over again the right way Uh, it's a other sports you you get through to where it's a perfect practice makes perfect and you've got to go do the thing over again once you have perfect code it's just perfect and it'll just keep working maybe until the world changes around you so uh, we're going to go to a, a break here in a couple of minutes for a news, traffic, and weather update at the bottom of the hour. Uh, for those uh, folks that are listening, they're going to leave us here at the break. Uh, if you're a parent or a student out in the audience, what would you want to share with them? Have an open mindset. Um, be ready for failure. Be ready to succeed after a long time. And just like be willing to learn something new. Don't have a closed mindset. And if you're a girl... Uh, it could be sometimes intimidating to go to an, a field where there's just guys, but it's it's still a really good thing to do. And if, if it's something you're passionate for, just go for it. 
Yeah, and if it just ends up being guys in this cybersecurity and computing stuff for the next 20 years, the way it kind of sadly has been for the last 20 years, um, we're not going to be able to fill all the jobs um, out there. There's hundreds of thousands of uh, cybersecurity jobs open across America today. There's thousands of them open in San Antonio uh, alone, and that number is going to go from hundreds of thousands to millions. Um, and so there's nothing magical about guys that make them able to do computers better than girls. Like any of that misconception, I'd want to take that into the corner and stomp on it. So those are cool. Cause they have patience. Yeah. <laughs> like us, we just get super mad and angry. We're like, I can't get it. And then the girl will be like, Hey dude, just chill out. I'm like here, have you tried this? And then they get it. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, all people have different personalities, different backgrounds and uh, everyone brings their own different strengths. And there's the yeah, others, no one magic formula of if you you have to be six foot nine to be in technology. Um, it's uh, you might need to be six foot nine to be a starting small forward on the NBA, uh, but in technology there's all sorts of jobs and cybersecurity and others uh, out there for everybody. We're gonna go ahead and take that quick break for news, traffic, and weather. Uh, you're listening to Cyber Talk Radio on 1200 WAI. Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week uh, by two freshmen at Cast Tech High School. They're also uh, two of the oldest kids on campus because that campus is only freshmen this year. Uh, so uh, thank you for coming out and joining us. And uh, Dr. Davis, thank you for joining us as well. I know we've, we've called you Don on the programs thus far, but uh, you, I understand, did go get a, a PhD in computer science from a university just north of here computer science education ah so even it's more important different. well sure yeah it's it's absolutely important yes you could yeah you without you we're not going to be able to fill all those jobs we have uh coming here in the future because programming is going everywhere as we uh get back into the program here there were a couple of things that we were discussing during the break uh and one of the the ones i think technology is something all kids use um like I almost can't imagine like if I, I would be prying my phone out of my teenager's hands at this point. Like if I said, um, I think I, I could ground them and lock them in their room. If they still had their phone, they wouldn't actually care. Like they'd be like, <laughs> yeah. that's fine with me. That's Honestly. totally okay. Yeah. So like when we were a kid, getting grounded, not being able to go outside with your friends was terrible. But now if taking the phone away, I think is, is that equivalent. So, um, does that automatically just make you magically good at, at all of the, the stuff you're learning in school, though, technology-wise? I think that's something people get wrong because the fact that you're in your phone doesn't really mean you know what you're doing. That means you know how to scroll through your feed on your Instagram, not write a Java program. Like, um, there's, like, a big difference. I mean, I think it's just a stereotype that, like, oh, you know, you're always on your Mac. Oh, you're always on your laptop. You know, you must be up to um, like something like that's beyond what I can do. It's like no, you probably know equivalent as me. Yeah, they don't really know until they start experimenting with what they want to know in the future. 
So how do we get more kids excited about experimenting in technology? Because there's 150 of you at at CAST this year, and there's, I'm sure, some other kids taking computer classes, probably mostly juniors and seniors uh, across other high schools in the San Antonio area and maybe listening out there across the Internet. Um, But there's not a lot of freshmen doing what you all are doing, uh, probably 150 of you just to cast um how do we get more kids going you know what i want to get excited about this and do this as well first just showing how many opportunities there are because there's going to be a lot of jobs that people will need and and we're just going to need to fill that in so there's a lot of opportunities you just expose them like and well well, like when you start exposing them you want to show them what's available like what uh how many jobs are there if is it reasonable then you want to do salary research, and then you want to do, like, just put them in something that actually has to do with cybersecurity or, not cybersecurity, but, like, computer science. Like, just have being in a computer science class exposes you to, like, multiple different areas of computer science, like your first year. Yeah, yeah and, ex- and just exposing them at, at a young age, like middle school, because that's when they start realizing what they want to do, or they have starting they start with passions. Yeah. So if, if you're a parent or if you happen to be a, a middle schooler out there listening to this, so there's a here in San Antonio, at least there's a youth code jam, a big a free event uh, every year uh, that gives kids an opportunity to learn a little bit about computer programming, uh, get to see and talk to other kids that have, have um, gotten on further into high school and are doing computer programming now. Um, and talk with uh, faculty that can teach that and uh, expose the kids to what that is out there. That's one. Uh, there's listening to this program, you may learn a little bit. Um, but ask your school administration to get a Cyber Patriot team going for your kids' middle school. Um, there's uh, the Cyber Texas Foundation is here to help schools get that stuff set up. Uh, you can listen to uh, our program and uh, our rebroadcast um, on www.cybertalkradio if you go there and look at our past episodes and search for cyber texas foundation uh, you can learn uh, about that from the folks um, at cyber texas who came here on the program and uh, talked all about getting stuff set up for cyber patriot uh, at a school in your area so if you're want to get that going Um, This happens one parent at a time, one kid at a time, asking a teacher um, or asking a counselor at school, hey, how do we get this at our school? And uh, we will continue to to grow that stuff out there. So, I mean, I I love that uh, message is just get it exposed and and get folks to to be aware that these are uh, options. So uh, now this uh, one of the things that they're trying to do different at Cast Tech, I think, from other high schools is like. Y'all are freshmen. You're out here down at a, a business today. This is not a whole class field trip. Um, you said earlier in the first half of the program, uh, you went over to the uh, children's hospital here downtown. So you guys are getting out, uh, doing projects and, and interacting with folks that are, are working today in industry and, and coming in to work with them on technology. Has that been, how has that been as an experience here for this first year? Uh, it's it's been really good to get to know people that are very important. Um, getting out there, knowing, knowing, getting contacts, business cards, um, getting in contact with them after the business card. So it's it's good to have a contact for the future when you start needing support or internships or anything like that. So everyone talks about it. Everyone says, "Oh look, you can go do this. Oh look, you can go do that." But no one ever does it. 
Now that Castex's the exact opposite. Instead of just saying it, they actually like brought us down here. They actually like showed us like, hey, this is how you do it. Hey, you should do this. Hey, try it. Instead of other schools where it's just like, yeah, you, if you want to be a computer scientist, go for it. Go do it. They don't actually guide you, help you, give you contacts, none of that. It's just like, do it all by yourself. There's no, there's not, I guess you could say it this way. There's not that support. I guess Castex's very supportive of your future. And all the, the partnerships that we have support Castex a lot. So that's something we've really focused on, and it also ties into the research a lot because uh, Andrea explained this earlier. She was talking about meeting people, seeing them like, oh, I see those people. I can be that person. That is one of the biggest gaps to the industry, to promoting uh, longitudinal interest and in STEM careers is knowing that you can do that. Like if little Timmy's dad is a cybersecurity expert, then little Timmy thinks he can do that. But, you know, if Andrea has never seen anybody in cybersecurity, why would she do that? So yesterday, the kids, they were really enjoying like their interaction with their mentor, Kimmy, you know, talking about NAT. They spent an hour and a half talking about network address translation. You know, they got really excited. And she talked about pen testing for the military and it really got them involved. And, you know, we've had, you know, other people down there like Will Hurd. I guess the kids think that, you know, it's normal for congressmen to stop by their school every week. But yeah, so Andre started looking at careers in the NSA and whatnot. And it's a baked in there, which is why we have uh, our mentor coordinator here, Amir Samandi. Like he's he's organizing things. They're going to have chips and mentorships. We're having people swing by, talk to the kids. Yeah. No, I mean, I think all that stuff is great. And uh, Congressman Hurd has been on the program, a big fan of, of his and, and where he's pushing um, the cyber education. He's, they ran a, a pilot program over this past summer where they had 40 middle school teachers that got uh, educated to teach uh, computer programming to middle school kids uh, across his district. So uh, if you're in Congress out there representing one of the other districts across America, please do what Congressman Hurd is doing for your district. Figure out how to get teachers in middle school able to teach computer programming. Um, cause as you're hearing from these kids, like learning about these things during middle school is where, uh, this all starts. And then high school, uh, they're starting to get, whether it's cast or other places, uh, where you're going to have, uh, computer programming options available at a more broad range of high schools. Um, cause this education, just like every other industry, uh, there's uh, demand and uh, the schools that have this in, in high school, the kids will figure out how to get there. Like as, uh, as I said with CAST, you didn't just wake up one morning and get a notice that this is the high school you're assigned to. You had to choose and pick to go here. And um, kids have down at the high school level more school choice than uh, we've seen across America, especially when I was a kid. It was either you, you went to the neighborhood school you were assigned to or your parents were wealthier than my parents even uh, it was pretty hard to go to anything that wasn't just your neighborhood school uh, now though there's uh, all sorts of options and districts like SAISD are doing really creative amazing things I love it and I'd say you know keep since this is a cybersecurity broadcast since that's yes. what we're talking about there are a lot of schools uh, I, you know a lot of schools they they emphasize it to a little bit computer science is pretty ubiquitous but just really understanding the connections to cybersecurity kids you know students they're just like anybody else they don't know what's going on in the cybersecurity world like the yeah. i had no clue eight months ago what even was uh linux i had no clue what that was but being exposed to it being seeing the word getting tossed around and then seeing like vms of it and then um, I think right before Christmas break, I was so influenced that like Dr. Don helped me uh, wipe my whole Windows 10 computer and we put CentOS on it. CentOS is a uh, version of Linux, guys. Um, but yeah, so like 
It's just about being exposed to it. Because say your mom's, say your dad's a construction worker, you're not going to think about computer science. But if you see someone that that's actually doing what you're interested in, you can imagine yourself in their shoes doing what they do. And that just motivates a kid yeah. rather than just reading a textbook or looking through a magazine. It's, it's, it's putting words into action. And that's what we're doing here right now. Yeah, that's actually what, what got me into all of this, mostly with my dad, um, a business, and then mostly focused in cybersecurity. So just seeing how he worked and how he did everything, it's what, what put me into all of this. And it's pretty exciting for the middle schoolers out there and high schoolers even. We're not going to need soldiers. Soldiers are, you know, in the past. We have oh, yeah. negative uh, unemployment in the cybersecurity industry. That means we need a lot of cybersecurity industries. We're, we're actively being hacked at by Russia. That is a thing we know. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. went to a conference on yeah. that the we're, other day. We're, we're going to need soldiers with keyboards. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, yeah. So when, uh, for those of you finishing up high school if you're like man i missed the whole boat on all of this stuff you haven't missed the boat yet so um go back to our, our website www.cybertalkradio.com and uh put in uh, just tech sergeant or search for that or search for u.s air force and uh we had on tech sergeant diami baker who was the uh, air force cybersecurity recruiter um you can enlist in the air force uh they will uh put you on through uh cyber school you'll go to school for a, a year or two years um, and then you'll be uh, there um, for the Air Force doing cybersecurity. Um, you can even potentially just go straight into the reserves at that point and go out and um, go to college and continue on your cyber education, or you could stay active duty. Um, all sorts of options with that program. So if you're not in middle school or you're not uh, getting ready to go into high school, you've not missed the opportunity to get into the cybersecurity industry. Uh, yeah, but no, I mean, the the, the world's moving into uh, – the cyber activities and uh that's the the next front where um all these things are going to happen we've had folks on the program as well you, you guys may listen to one of these but uh in ukraine uh power plant got hacked and taken offline yeah this is uh, warfare this is cyber warfare going on right now yeah so i mean that's what's happening here people are doing uh, bad things with computers and we need cyber patriots and we need other folks on the defensive side to um, help secure and keep all these systems safe and stop that type of stuff so um, you guys are getting ready to head into spring break here. Um, any any uh, big projects uh, that are, are due uh, coming up here? or do you, any, How's the school year going to finish out here in the second semester? A big thing we're trying to do right now is uh, just certifications. Things like Adobe Illustrator for digital art or the Red Hat certification with Linux Essentials. Um, maybe... Yeah. Sorry, you can... Um, yeah, so, like, right now... So, we started this a while back, like, Linux Essentials, but no one was motivated, and, like, I saw that a couple, like... I think it was, like, two weeks ago, I noticed that, like, no one was doing it because no one wants to do it by themselves. No one... They need that motivation from, like, a peer, a colleague, someone. It doesn't have to be a teacher. It can be your friend. So, instead of just dwelling on the fact, I've, I, um, I created this thing called Linux Study Group, and um, it's just, if you're interested in Linux, I I have the um, the curriculum that I'm signed up for, and I'm sharing it with whoever wants to learn it. And our school pays for the certification, for Linux Essential Certification. So it's kind of like, what are you, what are you doing in the morning? You're just sitting on the bench. Come come in the classroom, 8 to 8.30. Just 
Chill so, with me and learn Linux. Yeah, so to clarify, the goal is the first thing is the LPI Linux essential certification, then they'll yeah. go on to Linux Plus, then to the Red Hat certified yeah, system. Red Hat takes a while. It's not a one-year thing. That's it's a big thing. Yeah. No, the, uh, so I'm, I'm old enough. That's why I've got gray hair in my beard. So uh, I used to work on um, Sun Solaris, which Sun doesn't even exist as a, a company anymore. They got bought by Oracle a few years ago. Solaris still exists as an operating system as part of Oracle. Don's, yeah, it's, it's, he's got the sad look in his face, too, I think. He probably worked with it in the past as well. And and then I had a, a friend who was a uh, Windows administrator. And Linux was came out as this new operating system. And all the Linux kids thought they were cool and they were smarter <laughs> than all the rest of us, these old crusty Unix guys and these Windows people. So as you said, you need a partner to study. So a friend of mine and I, we decided we were going to um, set up a lab and study. Back then, Red Hat only offered one certification, just the Red Hat Certified Systems Engineer, or the RHCE. Um, Red Hat Certified Engineer, I guess, is what it was back then. That was the only one they offered. Uh, and the, the So we uh, got together a Unix guy and a... a windows guy and we studied and went and uh go went and took that test and we we studied good because we passed um and then all the linux people stopped pretending they were better than us question <laughs> would would you have done the same if it was just by yourself and you didn't have that guy with you no there's no way yeah like, we would have had massive holes in it because we would uh, part of the that certification then was a, a break fix so um, you did a multiple choice question to start the day, and if you got them through the multiple choice, the next thing you did, they, there were ten break fix scenarios. So the system was broken. You had to figure out what was what broke it, and you had to then move on to the next one. And you had like I think like an hour to do the ten break fix things. And if you didn't get through at least eight of the ten in the hour, then you got kicked out of the 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 test. Um, and you didn't get to go on to the last part, which was uh, you had to go build the whole system from scratch and set up a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, and so that break fix training, we have working back and forth as a partner because, like, if if you break the thing yourself, it's pretty easy to know how to fix it. But if someone else is breaking it, then you can spend a, a bunch of time digging around in a system, and you you start to learn how to move through that stuff more quickly. Yeah, just troubleshooting. That's honestly how you learn. You just troubleshoot everything. But as far as talking about community, I think uh, something interesting that's happened recently. We have a student. He started uh, war driving, so the legal war driving. You know, he's posting to Wiggle and whatever. Yeah. But he uh, actually communicated with the guy from kismet he's been typing back and forth to the author of kismet because he wanted some uh enemy a string to his phone he's like and so yeah he's he's a ninth grader actively involved with the creator of kismet so that's pretty cool yeah yeah he's on cyber cyber patriot team yeah so what's kismet for our listening audience who wants to explain okay kismet's to um look at all the wi-fi ports and stuff like that and then you can uh look at all the wi-fi signals and then any Pretty much any signal, right? It's the wireless. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's driving around on the city bus, scanning the wireless and logging it with GPS. But he's not logging packets because you know that he yeah, knows that, that's, that's a That's unethical. We're ethical. Yes. <laughs> There's the correct way to do these things. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, created quite a little map. So he has a map of all the Wi-Fi hotspots around Cast Tech. It's, mm-hmm. it's good times. It's nerd cruising, as they call it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, just experimenting and... He also brings, like Jason, he brings out a lot of, uh, a lot of people. Um, that's what they talk about, being just exposed and him communicating with other people. We had a speaker yesterday and just exposing us to how we're supposed to help each other and we, we push each other around when we need each other. But not only companies, like uh, I got in contact with uh, the UTSA president and then uh, we invited her 
um, our Kismet friend, Kevin Cassiano, and uh, Dr. Don, and we got like a personalized tour of UTSA campus and uh, the CIAS program, Cyber Threat Defender. Yeah, oh, the Cyber Threat Defender card game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, during the break, Jason saw some of the, the card decks here <laughs> at the the office. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and you would like to play Cyber Threat Defender, here's a, a call out for those that are either listening to this in the rebroadcast or uh, if you're listening to this on 1200 WAI, uh, if you'll uh, tweet to Cyber Talk Radio, hey, hook me up with a Cyber Threat Defender deck, uh, we will get you one. So there you go. There's the secret and the listening. So you can tell the other kids at Cast, um, but they're going to have to figure out how to tweet to Cyber Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of those decks. I was going to say, uh, you, you may already have some around the campus at Cast. Uh, it, all of the kids probably know how to tweet at least or. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at this point. From, yeah, we've from actually, your PE class. We've been, <laughs> yeah, we we've a been lot trying to get uh, our own. So we have this Cyber cyber Knights that we're trying to create. It's just for those that want to focus in video game design. And we're trying to create a, something something that looks like Cyber Threat. Yeah. So, so, um, so turn Cyber Threat Defender into a, an online video game? Because I know there's like online... This could be a fun project for a few years. Uh, so there's well, the, online versions of like the those other card games out there that are copyrighted by other Pokemon people. Pokemon Go, yeah, those sorts of things. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, like the yeah, they're mobile try, game. They're but, trying to make Cyber Threat Defender a mobile game over there yeah. at uh, the CIS. Oh, so the so UTSA, there's some students working on that already. That's good. I like um, that project. Um, since in the talk of social media, um, you asked us earlier if we use uh technology in a in any of our classes, um. In PE, we actually call it the Instagram scavenger hunt. So you had a list of objectives, and you got points for each one you did, and it was around the whole campus. Because remember, Cast Tech is located with ALA and Fox Tech. We had to go all around campus, and it was crazy stuff. Like there was one where it was like, uh, get, a p- get a piggyback ride from a Fox Tech student. <laughs> um, or there was another one where it was like, uh, create a chalk outline of yourself. On um, put a crazy post with like an ALA student, or like go go find an ALA teacher and ask her to high five all of her students. Yeah. So how's that being at a high school where on your campus there's multiple schools? It's kind of crazy at the same time as peaceful. Um, we get we get a lot of a different lot of, mindsets, a yeah. lot of diversity because like Fox Tech they study law, we study technology. ALA they're a bunch of like their minds are like everywhere. Like they they study like almost everything that they want to <laughs> study. Like I have friends there, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm studying like behavioralism, psychology, computer science, and uh, uh, kinesiology." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, we don't see each other as much, but when we do, it and things like sports and all that stuff, we we learn a lot from each other. Just the way they think about law and health and what they learn in advanced learning academy. Yeah. So, uh, what are you you looking forward to over the summer here? An internship. An internship. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the goal. Uh, anywhere you would like to be an intern. Jungle disc. Jungle disc. It would be <laughs> I was talking to um, I think his name is Zach. Yes. Yeah, Zach was connecting me with a couple companies and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think this uh, this is one that we're gonna try to figure out here with the the uh, tech community downtown in San Antonio near Cast Tech. Uh, there's uh, a number of us here that are working with the school district and with uh, SA Works yeah, to uh, figure out how to get uh, high school students out doing projects and working on things uh, with us uh, throughout their school years um, as they get to be juniors and seniors and uh, maybe over their summers here even between their freshman and sophomore year. So uh, let the job shadow days um, and 
more maybe on a more extended place over the summer. Yeah, just make sure you have like that second connection. So like once you get that business card, you got to follow up with them. Even but don't it may it may be a thank you, but you want to put a little bit more of a thank you. So like instead like for instance like whenever I got um um I think it was um Christina's card, I think it was. Um I followed up with her and I was like, "Hey, I heard y'all have a podcast." And I was like, "That's pretty cool." Like I listen to a lot of podcasts and then I set this up. I was like, "Yeah, this this is proof that following up works so yeah. uh jason ran into christina um it, our executive producer here for CyberTalk radio at a, a job shadow day uh about a few weeks ago now and followed up with her and now here they are uh, on the program talking uh, to you out there in our listening audience putting our words into action yes yeah, so and networking is one of the best things um just talking to the people that you got a cart from even if if they don't answer back there's nothing else to lose like that's just one example that we've communicated with the president of UTSA and we've learned about the programs they have in there yeah, about cybersecurity and computer science. It's, it's a, a good thing to do. All I did was shake his hand. Like I saw him in the hallway and I saw UTSA president. All I did was like <laughs> shake his hand. I was like, hey, I'm a student here. And he was like, and I was like, oh, I studied computer science. And he was like, oh, well, we, we have a big thing at computer science. He was like, here's my business card. Contact <laughs> me. This is a matter of like two minutes in the hallway. I had to go to class. Yeah. And then I followed up with him, and I was like, hey, do you think I could uh, you know, squeeze in a little thing? Oh. And he was like, yeah, sure, invite a couple people. That's a big one is that uh, to not be afraid of adults. Like, I mean, kids are around teachers all the time. They're not really afraid of teachers, but I feel like kids are afraid of, of other adults and like getting out to where you're seeing them in professional working environments. Don't be afraid to ask for a business card. Don't be afraid to follow up because um, that's how you'll create opportunities. You'll learn things. Um, and you'll be able to carry that on through uh, to your uh, adult life. Those are great skills to uh, build along with that problem solving that you will learn in Cyber Patriot. I can't harp on that Cyber Patriot stuff enough. I love it. It's uh, teaching. It's, it's it's the problem solving stuff it teaches is is magical from my perspective. So, it's all about critical thinking. Yes. So uh, we're wrapping the program up here. Any last uh, quick parting thoughts for our audience? Um, just to the girls or women out there, um, there's lots of opportunities uh, in this job field, and not just for them, but for everyone else. It's just really important for us to go out there more. Yeah. Well, thank you both very much for joining us here on Cyber Talk Radio. Uh, for those of you uh, catching the end of this on the radio, you can listen to us on iTunes Podcasts or Pocket Casts uh, on your Android device. 